welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lori Montgomery and I am your host. I will be reading today from uh, John chapter 12. We are episode 16.5. So uh, welcome and thank you for joining me today. Um, uh, it's always, a, I say it every day, it's a blessing. I'm sorry, I know this is so repetitive, but it is such a blessing to be able to do this. Uh, take time out of our crazy busy schedule and just focus on what God has to tell us uh, in this moment in time. So uh, I don't know what time it is that you're doing this. It could be your morning, your afternoon, uh, evening, maybe it's right before you go to bed. Gives you a nice little calm peace. Um, I just read something on Facebook that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, it, I'm going to paraphrase the quote, but it was basically um, when you're reading God's word, and you're, and you're in the word, it gives you peace and comfort and releases you from the stressors of the world, knowing that he's in control. Uh, when you're not reading, uh, you're allowing uh, Satan to creep into your head and, and cast doubt and give you fear. Um, so the more you read uh, God's word, the, the more comfort you have and peace. And, you know, some people who are non-believers uh, think that uh, it's a crutch. I, I don't feel it's a crutch at all. I feel like it's uh, it's uh, um, it's just, it's part of the armor uh, that God gives us to protect us and to help us just muddy, muddle through everyday life. Um, and if I didn't have this, I wouldn't have the peace that I have. And I'm not perfect, let me just say, I do worry. I'm only human. Uh, I do try not to worry, but I do because that's uh, just part of human nature. I think you can't help it, but I worry less than I think I would if I wasn't reading God's word. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, that was my little nugget for today. Uh, I am on a bit of a time crunch uh, because I have to get to picking up uh, my son from school. So, <laughs> so I'm just going to say that out loud. But I wanted to take this moment to, uh, to sit and read with you. So again, thank you for joining me. So let's start out in prayer and, uh, and then we will dive right into this. It's a little lengthy, but not uh, too much. So, Holy God, Heavenly, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Uh, we, we bow before your throne and we give you all of the praise, all the glory, and all of the honor every day uh, that we have a breath in our lungs. Uh, Lord, we thank you for uh, providing for us, taking care of us, and knowing uh, every need that we have. So Lord, uh, we also thank you for uh, your uh, sacrifice of your only son, Jesus Christ, on the cross, the blood that was shed for our sins, Lord, and the salvation that we uh, receive from that uh, sacrifice, Lord. We are so grateful and uh, unworthy of it. So, Lord, uh, we, we never go a day without being thankful for that. Lord, I pray blessings over every person out there who's listening. Uh, I pray that they are well, that they're safe and they're healthy. Lord, uh, help them to uh, dive in and understand what it is that you're trying to tell us today in this word and um, and uh, just relieve all of that uh, stress from the world so that they can dive right in. Lord, uh, bless uh, 
their families uh, and uh, just uh, just put a covering over every person out there uh, all of our family and friends uh, and especially those that uh, we all have personal prayers that we have uh, for particular people and you know who they are uh, so Lord I just uh, lift those people up to you that uh, I know are uh, in need of prayer so Lord take us where you want us to go let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Uh, <clears throat> episode 16.5 and uh, it is um, John chapter 12. Jesus uh, anointed at Bethany. So I got my readers on. I was <laughs> looking for my readers. <laughs> what? Okay. Six days before the Passover celebration, uh, began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus's honor. Martha served and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12 ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard and she anointed Jesus's feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, That perfume was worth a year's wages. It would have been sold and the money give it should have been sold and given and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor, he was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole for himself. <clears throat> Jesus replied, Leave her alone. She did the, she did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Then the leading priests decided to kill Lazarus too, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. Jesus' triumphant entry. The next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city swept through the city a large crowd of passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him they shouted praise god blessings on the one who comes in the name of the lord hail to the king of israel jesus found a young donkey and rode on it fulfilling the prophecy that said don't be afraid people of jerusalem Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey colt. His disciples didn't understand at the time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered into his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. That was the reason so many went out to meet him, because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, There's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. Jesus predicts his death. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. 
but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am, and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name and I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Then Jesus told them, the voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this to indicate how he was going to die. The crowd responded, we understand from scripture that the Messiah would live, we understood from scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say the son of man will die? Just who is this son of man anyway? Jesus replied, my light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. The unbelief of the people. <clears throat> but despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, most of the people still did not believe in him. This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who had believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? But the people couldn't believe, for as Isaiah also said, the Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's glory. Many people did believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue, for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Jesus shouted to the crowds, If you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a, sh a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me, for I have come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. <clears throat> All right. So let's go back to a few things that I did um, underline. So uh, starting in um, the first verse, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. <clears throat> Just to kind of give you a little background. Uh, of course, 
uh, it's previously it spoke about how Mary took the 12 ounce jar of expensive perfume and uh, wiped it on Jesus's feet and then uh, I'm sorry she anointed Jesus's feet and then wiped his feet with her hair the house was filled with the fragrance but Judas Iscariot the disciple who would betray him uh, is complaining that's a, a year's worth of wages we could have given the money to the poor um, not that he cared for the poor he was a thief uh, and since he was in charge of the di disciples money he often stole money for himself that is so sad um, and then of course Jesus says now in, a, in another um, in another uh, in, the, in one of the other books I can't remember which one it was but I believe Jesus kind of slaps him down and says you know what there's always going to be poor uh, there's always going to be people who are hungry, uh, but I will not always be here. Um, so leave her alone. She's, uh, you know, she's getting me ready for my burial. You know, she's preparing my body. And of course, they don't understand that. Um, and then the other line that I thought this was kind of uh, something that pinged on me. Then in 10, then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. Now, not I don't think that there's any mention of them actually killing Lazarus so uh, I have not read that but I would be interested to find out if uh, if in fact he did uh, get killed from the excuse me from the Pharisees oh sorry excuse me that's awful I got overwhelmed with a yawn um, so uh, then uh, we go into Jesus's triumphant entry uh, into Jerusalem and of course the Passover is uh, is going on and they're all you know laying down the branches and they're you know Hosanna Hosanna praise God they're all you know hail to the king of Israel and then of course uh, they the disciples found the young donkey for Jesus and he was riding on it fulfilling the prophecy uh, and I looked it up from Zechariah 9 9 uh, don't be afraid people of Jerusalem Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. Uh, his disciples didn't understand this at the time, but this was fulfillment of prophecy. And this was after Jesus uh, entered into his glory. They remembered uh, that what had happened with him going down through Jerusalem on the donkey and that they these things were written about him. And then the Pharisees are pretty much given up because everybody is, you know, all about Jesus and everybody's surrounding him and they, you know, they're lifting him up and they're giving him all the glory. And they're like, you know what, there's nothing we can do right now. Uh, everyone's gone after him. So they, they're kind of stepping back, but they know their time is coming. And so does Jesus. He knows his time is coming. And then uh, it doesn't say who the Greeks are uh, when Jesus predicts his death. Uh, but they want to talk to Jesus. Now, it doesn't really say whether he, uh, Philip told Andrew about it and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replies, he never really says, yeah, come on and bring him. <clears throat> but he you know, starts to go into how uh, he's predicting his death. Uh, and basically saying those who love their life in this world will lose it, which is true. Um, you know, anybody who's, uh, living this earthly life uh, is is going to lose it. But if you are living for Christ, you will gain it. 
So, um, and you, you gain eternity is basically how it's going to happen. Uh, and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. So you have to serve Jesus is what he's saying. Now my soul is deeply troubled and because he's tormented. He's, his, the flesh is starting to take over a little bit and he's starting to think, can I pray that God takes this away from me so I don't have to go through this? But then, of course, he realizes, but this is the very reason I came. So, Father, bring glory to your name. And, of course, then there's the voice from heaven, which to me, if I'd ever heard that, I probably would faint. The crowd doesn't realize, you know, who it is or what it is. And, of course, you know, Jesus is telling them, this is, you know, this voice was for you. You know, this is not for me. I, I've already heard the voice. I lived with the voice. I was in heaven with the voice. And uh, this is just for your benefit, not mine. Um, and of course, they're still not getting it. Uh, the Messiah would live forever with this what we understood. Uh, who is the son of man anyway? They're still not getting it. Uh, Jesus' uh, reply is, uh, my light will shine for you just a little longer. Uh, you should walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light where they, where they, while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. Uh, you know, he's basically just saying, you know, trust me. Uh, walk in the light because I am the light. Uh, and then he, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. So I don't know exactly what that means, but it's pretty plain. He went away from them to be alone. I think this is where he's getting ready to go pray in the garden after he has uh, the meal up in the upper room. <clears throat> and then, of course, it goes on to, to fulfill this more, this prophecy from Isaiah. Uh, Lord, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? The Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. Uh, these are the people that are not believing um, and mostly the ones that are either the religious leaders or the people following the religious leaders. And then, of course, it says Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's glory. Many people did believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they won't admit it because they're afraid that they're, you know, they're going to be, you know, uh, you know, expelled, which is the word they used from uh, the synagogue. And of course, for they loved human praise more than they loved the praise of God. They, they were more interested in pleasing the elders than pleasing God. Um, and so, if you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I'm God. That's what he's saying here. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I have come to save the world and not to judge it. Um, and he's not speaking on his own authority. Uh, I, he's speaking... Uh, the, the Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life, so I say whatever the Father tells me to say. He's just being obedient. You know, and that's what God requires of us, is for us to just be obedient. Find out what it is that he wants you to do, and just be obedient. So, that's it for today. Uh, as always, good stuff. 
uh, I'm, I'm finding that, uh, that, you know, basically Jesus is just saying, believe in me, put your trust in me, um, and know that I am God. That's basically what he's saying. So, uh, and with that, if you haven't believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, if you haven't put your trust in Jesus, then this is your moment. This is your time. I will lead you in that prayer. Um, it's not a magical prayer. It has to come from within you. It comes in your heart. You say it with your mouth. It, you know, you have to believe wholeheartedly, 100%, that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Um, and you will have eternal life. You'll, you know, you'll take your last breath here on earth with your first breath in heaven. That's how uh, it works. Uh, so let's say uh, a prayer. Uh, believers, if you're out there and listening and you want to say it too to reaffirm your uh, choices, uh, please feel free. <sighs> Heavenly Father, holy, holy God, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please, please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your only son, Jesus Christ. It's his perfect blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, uh, congratulations and welcome into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, today is your day. You have been reborn, just as Jesus says. Uh, we strongly, Jeremiah and I, uh, strongly uh, encourage you to find a church, find a pastor, tell somebody, mark it in your Bible that today was the day that you turned your life over to Christ and celebrate. This is a celebration of life. And so, uh, you know, celebrate by, you know, A, telling somebody, uh, B, uh, get involved with your church and find a ministry that you can uh, help or start your own ministry. You know, uh, if you want to start a small group, I've encouraged you to use this Bible study. Get as many people together as you want. I mean, this is, there's a Bible study up the street for me, and I cannot find the time to get to it. And it's really driving me crazy because I really would like to be a part of it. But, uh, but this is part of my ministry. Uh, this is part of uh, my own Bible study. Uh, I also have the other Bible study that I do with my friend, uh, Sharon. And so, you know, the more you read, the more you understand what a wonderful God we serve. He is so awesome. And I know these are just cliche words, but he really is awesome. So, uh, so that's it for today. I, again, am so blessed. I'm picking up my mouse, my pretty blue mouse that I got for Christmas, uh, to say, uh, thank you again for joining me. Uh, God bless you. Uh, and we will see you tomorrow. Uh, I can't say same bat time because uh, it's a little sketchy as to when I actually post this. So, But whatever you are listening, uh, we will see you tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye.